Denver Broncos country, uh, happy Christmas Eve. I'd like to say happy Christmas Eve, but unfortunately, rather than a big old present, maybe a lump of coal instead. Welcome to the Denver Bronco Roundup podcast. We are brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Sports Network, sponsored by Willow Seasonings and Blends. I am your host, Keith Brugman. I have with me Trevor, the Rocket Man, Salzman, and Kenny, the stepfather, Kirkpatrick. Thank you guys so much for joining us this evening. Um, what a devastating loss and uh, smells the end of a season as well. We're going to get all into it right now, but I'm going to start off with our special guest from the East Coast, staying up super late and joining us from the K&K Sports Show, Mr. Kenny Kirkpatrick. Kenny, outside perspective, man, what an ugly game. How did you see it play out and what is your gut reaction as we start off this evening? Yeah, and just like you said, Keith, instead of – I'll be the first to say – Merry Christmas in about 22 minutes, but more like first to say bah humbug, you know, right now, the Grinch who stole Christmas. Uh, Who was the Grinch? I mean, you you can point the finger at many different people, but uh, what I saw was a team that wanted to play hard for Belichick. And I I said that earlier in the week. I said, this game scares me, guys. Nobody's given Mm -hmm. the Patriots a chance here in these last three games. And this team came out to play. They played defense. And, and they made plays on defense in the first half. And then that third quarter was just a total, total nightmare, which happens. Broncos yep. came back in the fourth. And all the momentum in the world, I was 80 to 90% sure you guys were going to win with at least a mm. field goal. And you call a screen on that first down play. And then two plays later, three and out. And then we all saw what happened to end the game. And then to end it, Keith, real quick. Yes, sir. I know we're going to get into it, but how do you not ice the kicker who can't even kick an extra point? You just let him come out on the field. How do you not call the timeout there? Let him think about it for five minutes. Mm. Not saying he missed it, but it would have been a chance that he would have missed it and thinking about it a little too much. I saw that same kicker miss a 35-yard field goal. The Giants iced to win 10-7 a few weeks ago when we played him. So shame on you, Sean Payton, and you are Scrooge in my opinion. Scrooge and the Grinch. Scrooge and the Grinch award, if there, if you want to call it an award, goes to uh, to Mr. Sean Payton from Kenny from the KNK Sports Show. Man, it, it was devastating. I'm gonna hit the uh, the posse, the chat board, really quick. Uh, say hello to Jeremy Dressler coming in on Facebook, saying "Sup, fellas, go Broncos." But that's not a smiley emoji at the end. That might be the cussing emoji, I believe. So uh, Rogers coming in saying, agreeing with Kenny, saying horrible play calling, a screen really. Wow, that's all I got to say. 
Um, thank you, Roger, for jumping in here as well on Facebook. On Facebook as well, Pearl Heater coming in saying, the end. Still a fan, though, and doubling down saying, it scared me from the get-go. Uh, Ernie Mays coming in and saying, that was a sad game. Go Broncos country only. Yes. In here talking about a little bit of sadness, unfortunately, on Christmas Eve. We all deserve a big present on Christmas morning. Kenny's about ready to wish us one here in just about 20 minutes. But Trevor, not not the gift that we wanted here on Christmas Eve, man. Gut reaction, what do you got for us? <clears throat> uh, disaster. <laughs> I mean, like, to be honest, I mean, this, this first three quarters of this game, I mean, it was like, it was just so sad to watch. It was like, watching the past seven years of the Denver Broncos uh, franchise. I mean, like, mm. especially on the offense side of the ball. I mean, a lot, a lot can be said about the defense, what they give up, but like how many three and outs we had on offense. Offense, like, lost so many times. I mean, we fought, we came back because – and then the fourth quarter because of Russell Wilson and this and Sean Payton finally got their heads together and decided to, to oh, we should probably play this game because it's important. But, again, what where was this in the beginning? I've said this multiple times. Why is this team continuing to get off to such a, a bad start? And Kenny's trying to hit the wall. That's how mad he is right now. But no, I mean, I just, where's this franchise go from here? I mean, like, it's just, it's just so many people to blame. It's not just one person or, you know, or not, but it's just like, I mean, come on, we're, we're right there. This is a team you should beat. I mean, you know, yeah. where, where, what are we doing? I, I get the Patriots defense is good, but it's like, this offense has not been good this season. The Broncos have been very consistent. It just goes to show you this is this, this defense has really carried the way through most of the season. That this mm. offense has not been anywhere where near what it needs to be. We give up a first and second round draft pick for Sean Payton. He's one of the top uh, paid coaches in the league. And this is what we got to show for it? I mean, this is what we've had the past seven years. I, I'm just saying, it's just like, mm. it's fair to criticize. It's first year. I don't care. We can criticize Russell Wilson. But let's, let's, let's criticize the archetype architect of this of this team the guy who draws up plays we're not seeing it it's just it's it's multiple people but it starts with the head coach and it trickles on down and the quarterback i'll put russ in there i'm not afraid to put russell wilson in there because before he was not playing very good up until the last quarter that's fair man that's fair i mean we were talking about it right before we got on here on the air and uh taking a, a you know kind of a page from uh sean payton a lot of dirty hands man a lot of dirty hands um, Sean Payton's one of those guys. Russell Wilson might be another. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hit the uh, posse one more time. I'm going to give you my thoughts after that. You know, Clayton coming in here. Clayton, I'm reading your comments a little bit off to the side. So if you do me a favor, head on over to StreamYard.com backslash Facebook. Uh, let them use your permission so I can see who you are. I'd appreciate a ton. But he's coming in here and saying, smash that like button and share, guys. Um, and saying, man, oh, man, oh, man. What a, what a poopy show. And he's not talking about us. He's talking about that one that we put on the uh, on the field. Uh, Pearl Heater's coming in here and saying, I have to admit, the two stupid touchdowns, I walked um, Grooms, Monty, and listened to the game. Uh, so sloppy playing. It was awful playing. And a bunch of dumb penalties. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, she's saying, coming back in here and saying, groomed Minty. Darn autocorrect. So uh, that being said, uh, my thoughts on this game, yeah. Uh, I've been talking about wanting an identity on offense and i knew this was going to be a very very tough game to go out there and try to prove that but i've yet to figure out exactly what this offense is what makes them productive what makes them good and what they can do on a consistent basis i thought this might be an opportunity in this game 
to maybe try to get a run away from the running game and get the passing game going. Um, unfortunately, that did kind of play out in, in the way that we put up points, but, you know, a little bit too late and as well. And then, you know, our good friends that can't join us, uh, Albert and Jody, um, off doing Christmas stuff and completely understand, appreciate everyone that's in here joining us this evening. You know, one of the things that Jody said is, I love our coach because he always takes the points that are on the board. Well, we had an opportunity to maybe take put put three points up on the board early, decided to go for it, didn't get it. Um, that could have been that could have been a, a play call right there that uh, came back to bit a, bite us because obviously, where were we at the end of the game? Uh, needing three points. So, gentlemen, um, not a good offensive game. Not a good offensive game at all. Um, defensively, like you said, horrific third quarter. And um, we showed our own holes against a team that's not really that good that offensively. Last thing I'll say real quick, my oldest daughter who's home uh, for the uh, Christmas, um, and uh, we're sitting there, we're watching, getting ready to watch the game, and she said, boy, Patriots don't look like they're very good looking at their record, you know? And I said, I said, yeah, but they're kind of a lot like the Broncos. They got a really good defense and I'm not really sure what they're doing on offense as of yet. And that's kind of the way we played out in this game as well. Let's move over to that defensive side though. I'll start off with you, Trevor. How did you feel the defense and VJ once again, he's been kind of on the hot seat as of lately. Um, didn't look too good against Detroit. This was his comeback game against uh, Bailey Zappi and the uh, New England Patriots. How did you feel about this defense in this game? I mean, non I mean, non-existent in the third quarter, but for the most part, I thought they played pretty solid. I think that either you're, this offense has put this defense in a really tough spot when they're constantly on the field. You're starting to get guys are starting to get fatigued, but because you're out there most of the game. I mean, this is what I'm saying is the numbers look rough because the Patriots got you know, they scored 26 points on this Broncos Denver Broncos defense, but again, look at it. And within game, you go continuously go with three and out, three and out, three and out. And, I mean, what do you got to show for? Eventually, this defense is going to break down. That's why I don't like being conservative. Take chances. Let's score points. When there's points to be on the board, score them. That's why I agree with you, Keith, on that on that field goal try. Go go for it. I mean, take a field goal right there. Why, why would you Why would you not? I mean, I understand being aggressive, but it's like this you, – you have some, some momentum going into – you know, end of this game, and you, you you just took it completely away, and now you get back to the Patriots because you just you wanted to run the ball there. I mean, I know Javante probably should have got in there. He tripped his all yeah. over his all offensive lineman, but once again, it's just take points when they're there because again, this offense, this Denver Broncos offense, has struggled so much that you need to take points right now where you can get them because you are not getting them consistently enough, and it showed. You this offense scored seven points in the first half. Again, yeah, Patriots defense gets good defense. Let's be honest. This is not the no-fly zone we got here. They've got, you know, I mean, we we've making them look better than than I think they actually were. So I, I just, again, it's just I'm lost for words of how bad this offense is. And let's be honest, we weren't going to get you ain't going to get fur, you know, much further with how bad this offense is and so inconsistent and all, and also offensive line just being so bad. Um, but defensively, I, I don't just blame this on Van Joseph. Uh, Jeremy Dressler coming in and saying they've done this for years, lose to teams that they have no business losing to. Great point, Jeremy. And I'm going to bring it back around to uh, to the stepfather here. And um, Mr. Kenny Kirkpatrick, what did you think about this defensive performance that we put together? And VJ's return off of a, a kind of a, a terrible performance uh, with the defense versus Detroit. Uh, 
two sides. They played good and they played bad. So right down the middle, give them a C grade. Mm-hmm. Right down the middle, average. Because like Trevor said, the third quarter was a disaster. But one of those plays was uh, a fumble. So you can't – the defense didn't give up those points. And then the other drive, Bailey Zappi made a play to Devontae Parker that, that the coverage was right there. So you can't mm-hmm. blame the defense on, on that big play. But I saw some sloppy tackling. Jonathan Cooper missed Bailey Zappi. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was Allen missed him also. So they could have had a couple sacks, and they let Zappi get out of the pocket and either make a play or get rid of the ball. So McMillan gave up a couple big plays. So right, right down the middle, average C grade. And just real quick to get – we were in our chat, chat and, and at the beginning I had no problem with them going for it. But then I thought about it. As, as Trevor and Jody and everybody were making points. And this Patriots team gave up in the last five weeks, four out of five weeks, 10 points to the Colts, 10 points to the Giants, six points to the Chargers, 18 points to the Steelers. You need points wherever you can get them. Unless mm. you're like at the half yard line, you're at the two yard line. And well, for all these analytic people, it tells you not to go for it there. You should have kicked at least a field goal knowing you were going to be in a defensive battle game and take away that yes. that third quarter. This was a defensive battle. Agree completely. Agree completely. Like I said, I was really shocked when I saw that we were going for it. Just figured we'd take the points. It was going to be one of those type of games where every point was going to matter. We saw missed field goals that uh, you know came back to bite each team and, and opportunities of maybe being able to put up points on the board and then deciding you're not going to and taking it basically – points off the board by going for it so um want to get to the comments uh, a little bit and uh hit back to pearl pearl saying they also had trouble stopping the run uh, i just want to get my two cents on this as well yes they had trouble stopping the run but once again you know almost zero pressure zero pressure from this defensive front uh we brought in zach allen paid him really good money to come in here and be a you know a difference maker on that defensive line uh certainly didn't see it this evening uh dj jones i don't think is going to be coming back for a broncos another broncos season as he once again had a disappointing uh night uh mike purcell came in for a for a spell but he did his regular mike purcell type of thing we just didn't have any uh, any pressure up front and when we did, we were trying to bring almost the house. I mean, we were bringing linebackers, we were bringing corners, we were bringing safeties in order to try to really try to collapse that pocket and leaving the back end open for opportunities for McMillan and Sertan and P.J. Locke to get exposed at times. So, you know, it was a, it was a difficult night on defense because I think of lack of talent that we have along that defensive front. It's going to be, have to be one of those things we're going to have to uh, take care of and that's going to bring me to maybe um a question that's coming in here um from the, the chat and I, I think it's a good one because it's from pearl as well and pearl comes in here and says what is the answer it's like watching two different teams with the broncos guys unfortunately with the loss tonight uh, we will be looking for answers for the for the future as playoff chances are pretty much non-existent at this point unfortunately that's what we get to wake up to uh christmas morning if you didn't know what happened christmas eve so um not the greatest christmas gift though i got my santa hat on uh but what is the answer and i'm going to start off with kenny always a good outside perspective and and got a good mind for the entire league as he runs a fantastic sports show over there on the east coast so kenny 
what is your thoughts around this Denver Broncos team needs? And I'll add this in too, because I want to add this in as part of my go around. Did you see anything this evening that gave you hope for the future? I did see some hope. I, I, you guys have been wanting a receiving tight end, and I've been high on this kid all year, uh, Krull. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he gets open. He makes some plays on offense. Uh, you got your lockdown corner in Sertan. Uh, but I'm going to play devil's advocate and throw some sour grapes at even some people on Denver Bronco Roundup. And I don't mean this okay. in a bad way. I don't want anybody out there in the posse to take this the wrong way. Mm. I think you have an ego coach that is going to want to get away from Russell Wilson. Don't know if it's going to be as soon as this next year, but I do think seeing more and more now what I'm seeing out of Sean Payton, he's more of an ego guy, and he's going to, my opinion, want to bring in his own guy to run this offense going forward. And I hope I'm wrong because I know, you know, I'm a fan of Russ. I'll take him on the Giants any day. I'm a fan yeah. of this guy. You saw when – when the playbooks opened up a little bit, you saw what this guy can do. So if you keep Russell Wilson, it, it's not a good marriage. You know, it's it's more of a divorce with them too. But I do see some players I do like. Crawl for one. Johnson showed up a little bit today, the receiver, late mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter when the comeback trail. And, and the defense, I do see, uh, you know, I, I saw some nice plays. You know, you, your secondary looks pretty good with, you know, even McMillan had a couple bad plays today, but Sertan and McMillan. Keith, if you don't mind, I could just go off script for one second. I Absolutely see a comment in the, in the thing. Somebody, I think it's my friend Morgan from work. So I'd like to send a shout out to uh, Calvert Health Systems, Prince Frederick, Maryland. That's the hospital I work in. My uh, nurse and friends, coworkers, patient care techs, all the staff that's working tonight. Thank you for sacrificing and being there for our patients. Uh, truly love all of you. I will see a lot of you tomorrow night when I'm working tomorrow night. Thank you for, you for following tonight. I think it's my friend Morgan. I'm not sure, but if it is yep, Morgan, we got, we, there, please let us know if it's you. We, we, we do. We got a Morgan Maddox there that's coming in. Got his uh, comment up there saying, uh, Merry Christmas from work, Kenny. So must be your good friend Morgan. And uh, glad that we could give a shout out on the East Coast. That's awesome, man. So, uh, I'm going to switch over to Trevor here now. We'll, we'll continue on in this game, and then I'll continue on to in the future. So in this game, what did you see? You know, Kenny comes in. He mentions Lucas Kroll as being a, maybe a piece that we can work at, at towards the future. What else did you see, man? Yeah, I like two guys on offense um, in particular. I like uh, Jalil McLaughlin. I think he – I mean, I think that he's a guy that you can really work with in the future. His explosiveness is something we haven't had in a while. Um, Javante Williams just has not doesn't have it. I just think uh, it's may, maybe time to move on from Javante Williams here eventually because, again, he just – explosiveness is just not there for, for Javante. So starting to fumble the ball, starting to become a problem. Um, McLaughlin averaged 6.2 yards tonight on, on six carries. Um, for 37 yards, and then Marvin Mims, my other guy, uh, three receptions, 63 yards, and 21 uh, um, on average for 21, uh, 21 per per uh, reception, or yards per reception. So, um, for me, those are the two guys that really stand out, and that's actually really good news for this offense because you don't have a lot, I think, uh, you know, for for any quarterback, to, I think, to, to throw to or to have. Um, in the backfield. So mm. I think that's actually really good news for uh, for the Broncos going forward. Again, it's just how they're going to develop these guys. How do these guys get used? Because, again, we've – Sean Payton's a guy that 
now we're starting to see Marvin Mims kind of be involved within the game plan on offense. We've seen what he can do on yep. special teams, but now all of a sudden he's starting to get involved. Like to see that sooner, especially since you give up stuff to get up and trade for him. So you need we need to see that sooner. Again, that's where I'm like, well, Sean Payton, that's on you because you you are the play caller. And, and then same with, with Jalil McLaughlin. Don't know why Javante's out there. Just just doesn't have the explosive that you want. P. Ryan should have been out there more. It's, to me, it's McLaughlin and P. Ryan. Those are your two running backs that should mm-hmm. be out there. No, no offense to Javante. I love Javante. Great. He's a great story, but he's nowhere near the guy that you had and you drafted um, back in the day. So I think that those uh, McLaughlin and, and Mims are my guys going forward. I like it, man. I like it. I also like getting back to our comment board and hitting the posse here really quick. Another check-in for Kenny, I believe. We have Noah coming in here and saying, "Light late night, boys. Merry Christmas. Um, What's up, Noah? Yeah. Um, he was also the one that uh, I think we had one more in here from Noah, but I might be wrong. Uh, yeah. Oh, she's off tomorrow night. So whoever okay. she is, sorry, buddy. That's, that's, more, <laughs> so, that's Morgan, one of my coworker friends. And oh, was, very was good. a former coworker friend. So we got we got some uh, of my former workers and current coworkers listening in tonight. So thank you, guys. Everybody's in there, man. Yeah. We love the support. We love the support on the East Coast. And thanks for uh, joining us in super late and and seeing kenny and and hanging out with us as well so um i'm going to jump into the comments got to get on the other side of the kk sports show with mr kurt valente coming in saying merry christmas boys absolute disgrace this loss is 100 percent on peyton 18 million a year for that disgrace <laughs> get me jim harbaugh had enough of peyton <laughs> Okay. That ain't gonna happen. Well, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> boy, I mean, it should, boy. but it's not going to. <laughs> no, but How you know the route I would take. I would take a, a, a you know, to the off top. Ben Johnson, bring the bring in oh, a young boy. offensive line. I know oh. it didn't work with Hackett, but I know I it know. didn't work with Hackett, but Hackett's in a, a, a league of his own. He's garbage. Bring in somebody if you're gonna bring in somebody, I don't want another big name ego guy. Bring in a guy that's, you know, first-time head coach. Like, I know it didn't work in the past, but try again because this isn't going to work. I, I hate it. I hate it for you guys. Sean, this this match for us and Peyton's not going to work. Yeah, they're they're going to right. they're going to okay. they're going to move. No, I was going to say real quick, they're not. I don't see ownership moving on from Peyton. I think he's I think he's got at least another two years because you're not you just gave up all that capital and all that money to him. I know I hate to say it because I'm not. They said the biggest Sean Payton fan right now, just because of his past, his last year in New Orleans, and this year, and it's just kind of his ego again. But I don't, I don't see ownership moving on from him anytime soon. So I think we'll we'll see the Broncos move on from a quarterback before we see they move on from a head coach. There you go. Um, my take from this game, uh, and, and kind of moving forward, guys, absolutely love to see Kroll come out there and take advantage of some of the momentum he's been gaining over the last couple of games. Went out there. Had a fantastic game. Um, not only was he in there playing, he put well, he played all pieces of the game. He was in there, he's blocking, he's out there, he's receiving, he's a you know, obviously a big threat, even in the in the end zone, came down with a touchdown there. So, you know, to go out and see Kroll go out, Lucas Kroll go out there and have a fantastic game, something that I think we may need to see because I'm not sure what we have with Greg Dulcich. Um you mentioned it a little bit. It was kind of nice to see a little bit more of Jaleel McLaughlin because I think it's just Javante Williams coming back from two major, you know, ligament completely blown out in his leg and trying to come back from that and 
also be ready for a 17-game season, maybe it's just a little bit too much to ask out of a out of a running back. That being said, maybe he comes back stronger next year, but I don't think he has it this year. And I've been asking on this podcast for weeks now, who's our RB1, who's our RB1, who's our RB1? The reason I've been asking it is because I've seen Javante not be Javante. And it needs to either be going to Jaleel McLaughlin, which would be obviously a great up-and-comer. And maybe that's why we didn't see Samaj P. Ryan to start the game because, let's face it, he may not be part of this organization next year. Lastly, I got to say this. It was devastating to see here Cortland Sutton go out. I hope the very best for his health. Obviously, he went in for the concussion protocol after that uh, sideline attempt um, for a catch, came up clutching his helmet. And uh, went to the blue tent, went to, uh, well, the the locker room, and then was ruled out um, in concussion protocol. That being said, I think it forced, forced Russell Wilson to finally start looking at different receivers. And Kenny, you pointed it out. We saw a little bit of that. At one point, I was kind of surprised. We had, they put up a stat that he was, had thrown to seven different receivers, uh, still hadn't crossed over 100 yards in uh, passing yards at that point, but it had been to seven different receivers. It, it it forced Russell Wilson to start utilizing different targets. We saw Jerry Judy come in late. We saw, you know, um, Brandon Johnson be utilized. We saw different receivers come up and be big in this game. And I think that was a nice progression as we move into next year. So um, how do we fix it beyond there? That's going to be, it's going to be tough. Um, Build a roster. Jeremy. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> Jeremy Dressler, I just want to hit this real quick, saying Sean Payton isn't going anywhere. Graham's ch- jumping in here and saying uh, Kroll is legit, and I 100% agree. It looks like he's really jumped out and has been somebody in my eyes. Um, Graham's also saying, yeah, you're not firing Payton. Uh, get him his guys uh, with his roster. Um, <clears throat> Michael Ronquillo yeah, jumping like in, that. and I think this is the first one that um, – First time I mentioned Michael this evening, and Michael's a fantastic supporter as well as everybody has I've been mentioning. But Michael, we appreciate you jumping in here. And he's saying Marvin Mims needed to let Dalval go into the end zone on that muff punt touchdown. Yeah, that's a, certainly a possibility as well. Um, also saying uh, Merry Christmas Eve. Um, and Graham's coming in here and saying Judy had what three receptions? Come on, you, you also got to figure. Uh, we also had Russell not necessarily lighting it up as far as the uh, stat board, especially in the first half. Like I said, we didn't even cross over a hundred yards. I believe, I believe, until maybe midway through the third quarter, maybe in, even into the fourth quarter when it came to uh, passing stats. So it wasn't a night that anybody was hauling in a whole lot of uh, receptions and or yards for that matter. So. Um, well, boy. Mims and Brandon, sorry. go ahead, buddy. No, I was gonna say, uh, Mims and Brandon Johnson also had three receptions, so it wasn't just Jerry G that had three, three receptions, just shows the lack of these guys getting involved in the lack of the passing game throughout the whole game. That's what it shows. Yep, um, said that it would have to be a passing game. Um, yep. I'll, I'll get to the comments more here in just a little bit. Um, I'll start with you, Trevor, though, but kind of going back around the horn, not just this game. But one of the things that Pearl asked a little bit earlier is how do we fix this team? Again, we'll be having to start to turn this page. What are what are some key, key things that we need to do in order to turn the page and get this team better than they are? And guys, let's not we if we if we win out, guys, we still have an over five hundred season. 
So let's not get too down on this Broncos. It's certainly an improvement over last year. Need to keep that in perspective. But what do we need to do to continue to turn the corner here, bud? Yeah, um, well, Broncos have five percent chance now to make the playoffs. I'll I'll just update on that real quick before I go into the, for the future. But um, no, I mean, I just I, I think you need to you need to take a little long, long look at this roster and say, wow, we've got a lot more holes than what we thought we had, and stop with the whole oh, let's get rid of Russ because that's going to solve a lot because we're going to have to go into the draft and for end of the first round and take a quarterback. And yet again, what you're doing is you're neglecting other holes in this roster. So and you have no mm-hmm. consistency at quarterback. So I just I don't understand that perspective. I understand people wanting to move on from Russ, but it's like, okay, why can't we take quarterback in the second, third round? And, and then you can have Russell Wilson for the next two years, cut him for way less, less than dead cap money. You cut him now, you're gonna, you're pretty much saying you're rebuilding because you're going to have to start cutting other players to even get over the cap. The, uh, the uh, I said under the cap, Broncos are 18, projected to be $18 million over the cap going into this offseason. So you're going to already yeah. have to make moves to get underneath the cap anyways. So – that's that's gonna be a problem. So I just again, I want to see this roster be more complete. You, you look at the other teams around the league; it's not just the quarterback that they have; it's they have the complete yeah. roster on both sides of the ball. We are lacking that. We haven't had a first round pick since 2021. Patrick Sertan. That was our last first round draft pick. I'm just saying. I'm not just saying first round picks are always the key to, to success and to build a roster, but it's just like that's part of it. You gotta have talent, yeah. and at the end of the day, we just don't have enough talent on both sides of the ball. Defensive line. Uh, right tackle with McGlinch, he's been a bust so far. Um, you, you can you can look at the wide receiver room. I mean, we're we're, old, we're getting old there, and and you don't still have a number a number two wide receiver, and then tight end. You don't have that vertical threat tight end that Russell Wilson needs or any quarterback needs in your offense. So you can just go down the line. I mean, safety it's been an issue. You can't Kate Sears can't stay healthy. His PJ locked the guy going forward. So many questions down the line for this roster to figure out. I don't just mm. want Sean Payton making those decisions, but because of what the situation with there with the Saints. But again, you have other holes in this roster that need to be addressed, not just quarterback. I think Russell Wilson can be manageable the next two years. You can draft a quarterback, sit him behind Russ, and if he beats out Russ, then he beats him out. But you need to build this roster up because you're not going to win even if you go draft a rookie quarterback. You got there if you get rid of Sutton and all these other guys because you're over the cap so much and you're trying to get underneath the cap. You're going to have to get rid of guys like Bulls and Sutton and probably Simmons. So you're going you're gonna to be gutting your roster for a, a quarterback mm. that you just, I mean, again, where's he going to succeed? How is he going to succeed? He has no talent around him to succeed. So you're going to put him in that type of situation, even a rookie quarterback? That's not the recipe for success. Look what the Chiefs did with Alex Smith and, and, and Patrick Mahomes. They had a, I mean, I know it's not exactly the, the more most similar kind of situation, but it's just like that's what they did. They had Alex Smith. And they managed to, you know, were able to, to get to the playoffs and manage the next pa- past couple of years. And then when they needed to, they traded up for their next franchise quarterback. I'm not saying the Broncos are going to get Patrick Mahomes, but what I'm saying is they can go, go that route. That's a more successful route. You build your roster over the years under that veteran quarterback and then take your shot when you want to to take that rookie quarterback. And if you need to sit him behind a veteran quarterback for a couple of years, fine. But I'm not interested in Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield right now. I don't think those guys are too much of an upgrade. Plus, I don't think Denver's going to be able to fit, uh, afford Baker Mayfield anyways. So That's why we call him the Rocket Man. Trevor Salzman, the Rocket Man, man. Get fired up. Just firing right off the launch pad, man. You ask him, what, what would you do to change this roster? How would you get him in the right the track, man? You better be ready, man. You better be ready because he's ready 
always ready Good to more. give it to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna get right over to <laughs> Kenny now. Uh, see how he can compete with that. Usually it's those East Coast guys, man. He's got the uh, the the gift for gab. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Kenny. Kenny's got always, like I said, great perspective, outside perspective. How do you fix this team? How do you keep them building on what might be a winning season and maybe get to the playoffs next year, Kenny? Well, you know what? There's still a tiny until you've got zero chance of making the playoffs. I'll say you don't have oh, okay. chance. I mean, okay, very good. Still got a chance. I, I said I said seven was gonna get you in, even though you needed help. Eight losses, you're gonna need a lot of help. So now you need a lot of help, right? Go out and win these last two games, okay? A lot of people are saying Russ is the problem. A lot of people are saying this is the problem. What I'm seeing, number one problem is offensive line. And a friend of mine, I won't won't say the name, posted a PFF ranking that the Denver offensive line was ranked number eight. Well, you know what? That ranking is garbage because that is not the eighth best offensive line in football, what I've seen. (laughs) All year long, not just this past week and last week, all year long. Trevor nailed it. McGlinchey bust. Powers bust on the other side. There's your two bookend tackles. You're going to have to replace them, start off fresh there. So maybe in your draft, first round, you draft a tackle and develop. You know, Kurt doesn't like to develop a tackle, but there's a couple good ones coming out of the draft. Mm. Put them in day one. Let them, let them compete against the veterans. Okay. Offensive line's got to protect the quarterback no matter who it is, whether it's Russell Wilson. Some people want Jared Stidham in there. Jared Stidham, he would have been a starting quarterback in the league already. He's not Tom Brady, fan, uh, some Bronco fans. I hate to bring it up to you. He's not Tom Brady. He's not mm. sitting on the bench for a re- He's sitting on the bench for a reason, guys. You want to bring him in the last two games and see if he can be a backup quarterback next year? Go ahead and do it. But he ain't no starting quarterback, and he ain't no stopgap because if I was a Bronco fan, and I am with the adopted fan for you guys and fans out there, so I am a Bronco fan, I don't want a stopgap quarterback next year. Trevor Trevor mentioned Jameis Winston. Baker Mayfield, isn't that like a poor man's Russell Wilson? So why would you want Russell Wilson? Same size, same style of play. Why would you want, why would you want Baker Mayfield? If you don't like Russell Wilson, you don't like Baker Mayfield. So, you know – that's where I start, offensive line. Javante Williams, I think you nailed the Keith. I think he's fatiguing. I think, you know, after the injury, I think you bring him in next year and maybe go out and sign another or or sign another running back with McLaughlin, get different styles of play in there and have a nice little running back depth. For, the, for uh, I know Graham said three receptions for Judy, but they did throw beat to him a couple times late and just didn't connect. So there were a couple – I like to see how many targets he had. I want to say it was probably like six, maybe even seven targets mm-hmm. for Judy, but some some incompletions not late in the fourth on the deep route. So coverage was good, but he still went after Judy there. Uh, and that's pretty much defense. I know Kurtz always wants to get linebackers. So, yeah, I saw a good linebacker play tonight, but it's not been consistent all year. So I would try and improve the linebacking court next year. And the, you know, I know Graham's got a question there. I, I, I don't want to jump ahead, Keith, but I, you know, if it, we'll hit it here. Oh, and if just you see it, like to direct it, I know Trevor would probably like to answer too. So oh, I'll, yes. I'll hold off. That, that's, <laughs> where <I would> <laughs> that's where I would go. I would go, Keith. Offensive line would be number one. I got to fix that because without an offensive line, you don't have a quarterback. I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care if it's Lamar Jackson. I don't care who it is. You don't have a quarterback without an offensive line. 
I don't care if it's Tommy Cutlets. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, Michael Ronquillo is coming in with a couple of uh, uh, thoughts. A, that, you know, as we're trying to rebuild this roster and we're not sure about tackles, he's coming in reminding us that we do have tackle Alex Pacheski on our on our roster, a guy that we may not want to take a look at. Uh, go ahead, bud. No, I was going to say, but he is dealing with a knee injury, so I don't know. We'll see if we see him this year. I would like to see him a right tackle from McGlinchey, honestly. I want to see what that would look like going forward because McGlinchey's just been so iffy. I just, I mean, especially if McGlinchey's got hurt this game, if McGlinchey's out in a period of time, maybe this is a chance to get him in. So, But we'll see where his, his knee goes going forward. You don't want to yeah. kind of disturb that, you know, just going into the next year. Agreed. Agreed. Just a guy on the roster that maybe we could take a look at and have options, especially as Kenny was kind of talking, you know, we might need to go out there, get tackles, maybe see him in the draft. We did have Alex Pacheski come in and uh, we're hoping he could be something. So we'll have to see exactly where that comes in. He's also, uh, he, he's repping a little bit of uh, maybe Bo Nix as a, a possibility to come on this on this roster through the draft. I did want to hit this one though, because this is one thing that I've been talking about i've even made an ad uh to put i made it a point to put it in our ad for the denver bronco roundup a few times the denver bronco roundup podcast that you're listening to right now on the rocky mountain sports network brought to you by rocky mountain sports network and sponsored by willow seasonings and blends but that being said wanted to hit jeremy dressler and this is exactly what i'm thinking they need o-line and they need d-line uh you know, I look at one of the teams that absolutely beat us up, a team that uh, looks like they're heading into the playoffs and might be able to make a little bit of noise, a team that's uh, ending a playoff drought, it looks like, and um, having a little bit of fun, and that's the Detroit Lions. And if you look at those that team and what they've done and how they built that team, trenches, 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 and then they started putting around it. Well, we have... As you pointed out, maybe two years with Russell Wilson, we can get a quarterback maybe in line to to start building behind a Russell Wilson. Wouldn't it be nice to start building the trenches now and come out on the other side, whether it be with a Russell Wilson in two years and you're looking really good because you've built this lineup over two years and this defensive lineup over two years, or you're transitioning to a, a brand new quarterback that you're already set up to protect. Either way, I think that's the way we need to go um graham did, did point this out and i wanted to point this out as well mcglinchy returned into the game um and yeah tackle uh, cam fleming is still on the broncos rast up um as a backup tackle and he kind of proved that out as we stinted for uh mike mcglinchy for one play and then got absolutely blown up um and uh, gave up a sack if i remember correctly so uh just goes to talk about the depth on this on this team so with not Without further ado, uh, we've got the rocket on the launch pad, and we'll go ahead and we'll get to this question that uh, Kenny was referencing earlier. Um, oh, where was it? Oh, there we go. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Where is it at? Oh, boy. Of course, this is the way I'm going to be. Um, yeah, here it is. It says, from Mr. Graham, he says, I'd like your take on the get him his guys and get him his roster comment as i saw your reaction to that laugh out loud so um why can't we just get sean payton his guys his roster and make a make a run at this why doesn't that work uh, i saw the reaction as well and that's why we're going to the rocket man take it away fire off the launch pad 
oh, I just don't trust Sean Payton to put this roster together. Look at what look at the moves he's already made. McGlinchey and Ben Powers. That's two big moves right there that's not panned out very well for this team. Um, you know, I, I just I don't trust head coaches to make those type of decisions. I'm for one that likes a general manager to be in place because I want someone to to push back on some of Sean Payton's decision making. I don't want him just to have free fire. Oh, you get whatever you want on this roster because we're paying you this much money. No, you paid to coach the game. That's it. We can we can collab on stuff, but you're not gonna just have final say on this roster. I want I want a GM that's gonna put him in his place when he needs to be put in there. That's probably not George Payton right now, but I want a guy to do that. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they when they do that and if they do that. But Sean Payton, sixteen and sixteen, that you want five hundred coach to make the decisions on this roster that you that are going to make this team better or not better. I mean, I, I just don't know that he's had enough tracker group without Drew Brees to to have that and say, okay, yeah, you can make the decision on this roster. I mean, I mean, when he had Drew Brees, that's one thing. But you had a franchise quarterback, a legendary Hall of Fame quarterback, in Drew Brees. He was a Pro Bowl quarterback before he got to Sean Payton. Sean Payton just opened the playbook a lot more for Drew Brees. That's why you've seen him just really flourish. And I think, and I don't, I don't mean to say this like, like oh, I don't give Sean Payton at all any credit for what he did with Drew Brees. I just think Drew Brees was a lot more than Sean Payton was when it comes to success in New Orleans, and he probably should have won more more than one Super Bowl with Drew Brees. But going forward, I just want to see a GM. Him and a GM and Sean Payton kind of put their heads together and put this roster together instead of one guy making final decisions on this roster. When right now he can't coach an offense that can get this, he can get the best out of this offense because you have Russell Wilson and this offense, offensive line, McGlinchey Powers, and all these other guys. They have talent on this roster. It's just <clears throat> not enough talent, but they have some talent. You can't tell me this offense it should be this bad right now. So do we really trust Sean Payton building this roster going forward with that? That's why I just kind of kicked back at that because I don't I don't fully trust Sean Payton coaching the game. I don't know that I can fully trust him to put this roster together. Man, I think we only achieved lower orbit on that. But, yeah, I can understand, man. I, I understand where you're coming from from a 16 and 16 perspective uh, from Drew Brees and him being the elite quarterback that he is. And we've seen, you know, coaches be given – more recognition uh, than they deserve sometimes. Um, and not every coach gets to live out a long, long tenure like a uh, Sean Payton and get second uh, chances at coaching a second team. So we'll have to see exactly what that looks like and how that plays out. But I want to get Kenny Kirkpatrick's thoughts on this as well, man. Um, you brought this comment yeah. up as well. We would need to get your thoughts on get him his guys, get him his roster. What are your what is your reaction to that? We got the eye roll, I believe, from uh from uh, Trevor and that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not question. gonna I'm not gonna eye roll. It's a great question from Graham, and I don't That's totally great disagree with it. But Sean Payton hasn't coached since 2021, so his guys are at least three years or longer in the league. He hasn't seen these guys in three or more years. Not like not like. A coach coming in next year, let's say Ben Johnson, for example, a Lions coach, he gets the job over in Washington and he wants to bring an offensive guy in. He goes to his GM. Hey, this guy's a free agent. He can definitely help us. That I can see. And I don't I'm not against Sean Payton bringing a guy or two in, but I'm not bringing in 10 of Sean Payton's guys because he was on their team in 2018, 2018 and 2024. It changes every year to league. So. For that reason alone, and and good coaches, in my opinion, guys, and I know this is going to stir a lot of people up if they're listening, good coaches, in my opinion, adapt to their players. 
a Lamar Jackson, for example, mobile running quarterback, if you bring in a pocket passing playbook, offensive coordinator, isn't he going to change or a coach? Isn't he going to change that playbook around for the, for Lamar Jackson? So for those who say Russell Wilson should adapt to Sean Payton's playbook, I think it's a little of both, but a little more the coach has to adapt to the to the to the player. And I don't see Sean Payton adapting to too many of his players. And that's the problem I have with Sean Payton and the problem with him wanting his guys. Now, I can go up to the GM, like I said, if I'm Sean Payton and I go to the other George Payton, hey, I think this running back could Definitely help us in third down situations. Maybe we should think about bringing him in. It's not going to cost much. He did really good things for us in New Orleans. You know, he was a backup and did really good things. I throw my two cents in, but I'm not, like Travis, I'm not demanding bring these guys in, 10, 10 of his guys, and, and it just, you see what it does. You know, it, it doesn't work in my opinion a lot of times. There's exceptions, but it doesn't work in my opinion a lot of times. A couple of exceptions might be Will Lutz, uh, Lucas Kroll, um, a couple of guys that were brought over from the New Orleans uh, Saints uh, squad. We could talk to about little Jordan Humphreys as, uh, you know, stepped up as well. So, you know, as, as you were sitting there talking, Kenny, it, it did spark my thoughts in the, the fact that you were, like you said, Sean Payton being out of it for a year or two, you know, kind of removed from that whole idea and that mindset. Where did he go in this offseason uh, when he needed help? Well, he, he man, he went back to that New Orleans Saints roster and he just started picking and, and choosing and, and wheeling and dealing and, and, and pulling from that roster almost exclusively. Because um, as you pointed out, it's what he knew. Uh, that being said, I'm, I'll push back a little bit. I will get Michael Ronquillo's quite, I, you know, comment up here as well. Um, out there being part of the posse saying we have to give Sean Payton a chance to change the Broncos roster. And if it doesn't work out, then we need to move on from Sean Payton. If the Broncos decide to go that route, you know, this is the one thing I will say. Sean Payton did have a lot of success in new Orleans. And one of the things I've been looking at and I'll bring, be bringing up as we kind of move into this off season, not to fast forward past these next couple of games, because I think there'll be some fun and exciting ones for Broncos country. That being said, if we when we start looking at the offseason, if you look at the way that Sean Payton likes to build rosters, um, I think you'll be surprised at the way he normally does it. I think he was a little bit hamstrung last year coming in when he did, and you know the options that he had on the table at that time. But I think there'll be a there could be a lot of shakeup and a lot of movement on this roster um, in order to get to where he wants to go and. Let's face it, he doesn't want to go, take the slow route. This isn't a five-year plan to for success. That's not the type of guy that Sean Payton is. And this is another thing I'll say for anybody that's saying, hey, maybe we should get rid of Sean Payton or Sean Payton. I'm not sure about Sean Payton or Sean Payton's not the guy or, or whatever have you. I'm ecstatic to have Sean Payton. A, you have a Super Bowl winning co coach that has the right mind and the right mindset in order to do it. We've brought in offensive coordinators. We brought in young guys. We brought we've we've churned and we've churned and we've churned. I'm kind of in agreement with my Michael Ronquillo is kind of saying in that we have to give Sean Payton a chance. We can't be sitting here after one year and thinking that he's Nathaniel Hackett, you know, that we need to hurry up and turn the page and get to something else. I want to see some stability. I've talked about it time and time again. 
how I love the Pittsburgh Steelers and how they run their organization, how I love the Baltimore Ravens and how they run their organization. Stability from top to bottom, long-term coaching, stick with a plan, continue to build. And as even as Trevor said, sometimes that means having a good GM that you're sticking with as well. And it's that whole whole tree that works out and works out well. Let's start to build a culture here. And if we're just going to continue to churn on guys, whether it be quarterback, whether it be coach, whether it be, you know, front office staff, you name it, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough, guys. So um, looking to stay the course, but I'm also looking for Sean Payton to be kind of a wild card in this offseason as well. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, good thing or bad thing? And, well, I think it, well, it, it's, it'll be <laughs> interesting. I think it'll be yeah. interesting. I think it'll be, you know, it'll be, it, it, it depends on the, the, on, on the decisions that are made. Right. And to your point, Trevor, maybe how much he's held in check by others. Right. Um, I did want to hit, hit the uh, posse and then I'm going to go back over to Kenny and then we're going to probably round up around here, guys. I can't believe how quick the hour goes, especially after a loss, but um, we do have, uh, one coming in and I had a double check. It's Mr. Jody Moncrief, um, our, one of our co-hosts, uh, Jody, I'll, I'll tell you as well, streamyard.com backslash Facebook. I'll get your profile up there one of these days, but he's saying Peyton is the problem. Um, Pearl's coming in and saying hundred percent agree with Keith. Um, Ernie May saying it's go Broncos country only no other teams i just love that and uh michael ronquillo i'll just get caught up on all these i just want what's best for the broncos country putting their hard work uh hard work money coming to broncos game at empower field at mauer high at and the road um that being said i think what he's saying is hey we we just want our our good hard-earned cash when we go to see the broncos um put a great product out there and that's all we want in the very end i love it so um Kurt Valente is coming in here and saying, Peyton, what a joke. Lost to the Raiders, Commanders, Jets, and Patriots at home. Absolute disgrace. Grace, $18 million a year. If I'm Penner, I'm telling Peyton uh, the day uh, after the season ends. Um, <laughs> you either make it work with Russ or you play the strengths or you're gone. What a joke. Oh, Well, um, I, I tell you, Kurt, if we weren't running right up against the end, I would get a lot more into that. Um, Rogers coming in and saying enough, enough with the carousel of coaches. Sean Payton will be rolling. We need some continuity. Continuity. I'm, as best as I'm going to be able to say it this evening, but I agree with you, Roger. Um, and uh, Graham's coming in and saying three shirtless guys at the game shown on TV, and at the end of the day, it wasn't even worth it. <laughs> well, yeah, just just made a little bit of frostbite. <laughs> so I appreciate that, Kenny. I well, wanted to say really quick, Merry Christmas, Kenny. Yeah, I yeah, forgot. Christmas, 27 <laughs> minutes in, I'll be first to wish you two Merry Christmas and everybody out there, Denver Bronco Roundup fans, Posse and Jody and Albert and Kurt. Merry Christmas to all you guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, let's get some closing thoughts. We're uh, 50 minutes in, guys. Um, we'll have another fantastic episode coming up on Tuesday. Um, we'll, we'll get all, get you know, again, we kind of decompress from this, you know, uh, get, maybe, uh, not fuel up the rockets completely you know what i mean and um you know uh, you're gonna have the jody you're gonna have the judge to deal with on tuesday just say you guys i mean you, yeah, think, that's, I'm, that's, you, this, think, I'm, you think i'm going 
you just wait till Ooh, they get boy. the judge going on Tuesday. <laughs> that's very Even true. But, uh, <laughs> that's true. Dutchie might be a little fired up, but we will love to jump in and uh, be fired up with every single one of you guys on Tuesday. That's the next time you can catch us. But that being said, like I said, I want to get some final thoughts. First off, Kenny, I, I've kind of gave you a little bit of snippet of some plugs. So make sure you plug your show and everything you got going on over there, but also give us some uh, final thoughts as we get out of here, bud. Appreciate it, Keith. K&K Sports, I'll do this quick because I want to get some final, good final thoughts. And uh, You catch us on our main show Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, do all sports. So we'll talk all NFL, we'll talk Broncos, we'll talk uh, Giants, whatever, whoever the, the popular topics are in each sport, we'll, we'll discuss it. Thursday, Wits and Wagers, we give you some sports betting tips and we pick some, some games in the world of college football, NFL football. Kurt Valenti also on Wednesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern. Catch him for his East Coast Giants Bronco-style show. Uh, a lot of passion, a lot of fun, entertainment with, with Kurt. And we also do a Giants show, myself and Paul Rosen, who was on last week doing a nice little parody for you guys out there in Bronco land. And then Absolutely. on Tuesday nights, if anybody's interested, high school sports show talk. Kurt and his lovely wife, Jen, do a high school sports show. So we got a lot going on. Uh did you want me to get my final thoughts in too, Keith? Yeah, absolutely. Hit it. Hit I want us, to be Kenny. First in line for an invite. I'm calling this show right now, season's end. So we have a nice little topic show. Why does Sean Payton get a pass? And I want an all around Sean Payton type of show because as fans are against Russ, I'm on top of the list with Sean Payton. And I think Trevor might be with me. So we're going we're gonna to have some people on there that love Sean Payton. We're going to have people on. I'm going to work on it with you, Keith. We're going to have a nice round table, Sean Payton talk show. That's what I want. Season's end. We're going we're gonna to have a nice show Ooh. around that. But, again, Merry Christmas to all of you guys. Heartbreaking loss tonight. But if there's any rewarding, if I can give any rewarding thoughts, Beginning of the year when we made predictions, I think a lot of Denver fans had 10 and 7, anywhere from 7 to 10 wins. So you're mm -hmm. right in that frame. And I had them at 9 and 8. So we might still get that 9 and 8 and a small chance for the playoffs. Okay. And after the 1 and 5 start, they did give you guys a lot of things to cheer for. So be happy about that. You know, a lot of times there's only one team that can win the Super Bowl, right? And I feel the Broncos have been in the playoffs for the last eight weeks. So you had a nice run. Go out and finish these last two games. You should, you know, be the favorites in both and go out on a, on a strong note and give the fans something to talk about. Give the Russ haters something to talk about. Is Russ going to come back or not? You know, give them something to talk about. Go out and show what, show true Bronco pride in the last two games. Finish the season with a winning record and move on to 2024 on a positive note. Merry Christmas like again, everybody. Love it, Kenny. Thank you very much. Uh, go out there, show those Russ haters, maybe even show those Sean haters. <laughs> um, <laughs> but hey. no, Merry, Merry Christmas to you, Kenny. And I've got it written down Sean Payton show right here, man. We'll get it geared up for after the season's over. We'll get that as a main topic as on one of our shows. Love it very much. Got Jeremy Dressler coming in and saying, thank you guys. Merry Christmas again. Go Broncos. Uh, maybe with a little bit of disdain uh, this evening. Had Michael Ronquillo come in and say, Merry Christmas. Ernie Mays, Merry Christmas to all. Graham, Merry Christmas. And uh, Kenny's on fire, says Graham Teddy. <laughs> so um, 
that being said, let's go uh, fire over to uh, to Trevor, man. Get some final thoughts as we're uh, wrapping up the show on a uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, uh, Merry Christmas, everyone out there. Again, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you know, again, disappointing loss again, but uh, you know, positivity. I'm gonna be positive because I did. I just went out there. I just ranted for like for swear like 30 minutes. So, um, but no, thank you guys for sticking with me through all that. Um, but uh, no, uh, you know, just this team continues to fight. So what I was going to say is this team could easily gave up in this game, but they came back, they made it a game, even though they played poorly throughout most of the game. Um, they came back. <clears throat> so I, what I'm going to challenge going forward is the culture is starting to change a little bit. I'm, I know I'm, I'm against Sean Payton quite a bit, but some, some positivity going forward is this, I think this culture trying to is, is starting to change a little bit. These guys are fighting. They're fighting for Sean Payton. He has not lost the locker room clearly. So there's the, the future is still bright. We'll see what the Broncos do this offseason. Unfortunately, we're kind of in a point where we're going to maybe start starting to have to get in the offseason. Again, there's a small chance we can make it in. So I'm still, we're still hoping. Let's still hope. But again, transition to the offseason. Let's see what Sean Payton and the coaching staff uh, and the Broncos do going forward. But, um, you know, just just continue to be positive. Again, this, this team will turn around eventually. We're still trying to find our way. Sean Payton's in his first year. I understand. We can be, we should, when we have every right to be critical of him and Russell Wilson and just how this team is right now. But again, time is, is, is evident with this team. It took time to get this team going one and five start. And it took this, it, it took it a while. Let's give it another year. Let's give it. And that's why I say it's the answer right now. It's not to, not to fire Sean Payton. I'm, I don't want this team to fire Sean Payton. <clears throat> what I'm saying is we need to build a better roster. This roster is just not talented enough yet. So what mm-hmm. happens? That you have the coach in place. We'll see, can you run with Russ? We don't know, but you need we. But bottom line is, you need to build a more talented roster. So however we can do that, let's do that in the next couple of years. But I don't think Sean Payton's going anywhere. And I don't think he should. I get him need continuity, a head coach and a quarterback. That's something we've struggled with the past seven years. Got to have that. So that's going to be important. But uh, you know, quick final thoughts again. I'll catch us on Tuesday, at seven p.m. Kenny, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you as always, and appreciate everybody in Broncos country. Um, go Broncos and uh, just keep your heads up guys Merry Christmas have a great day tomorrow and thank you guys for tuning in yeah absolutely I'm going to hit the chat board and then give you my final thoughts Graham coming in here and saying I hope you guys get something either Broncos or Giants related for Christmas tomorrow giving us both options there everybody on the on the panel here so appreciate that Graham also coming in and saying Russ's talk is clock is ticking he's not getting any younger I agree there as well um this one is coming in from Carl over on Facebook. It says, this hurts, but the meaning of Christmas is more important. So Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to you, Carl. Appreciate you jumping in here. Um, Pearl's coming in saying there is always another day. Play on and um, another game and another year for that matter. So good point. Um, final thoughts from me. First off, my first Christmas gift was Kenny Kirkpatrick coming in here from the amazing KNK sports show joining us here post game. We've adopted him as a stepfather, but I'm telling you what, he's knowledgeable, uh, like no other across, well, across multiple sports, including the NFL and, and including our Denver Broncos. So I s- truly appreciate the gift of you coming on being part of us, our podcast multiple times now here for the Denver Bronco roundup. Thank you very much, Kenny. Thank you. Um, Second, guys, I, I got to give a big thanks to, well, who we're brought to you by, and that's that's uh, Rocky Mountain Sports Network, guys. Check out Rocky Mountain Sports Network. You can check them out at rockymountainsn.com. You can check them out on Facebook. You can check them out at uh, 
YouTube. You can check them out on uh, Twix or Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. So um, that being said, guys, uh, check out Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Your basis for all Colorado sports, so whether it be Broncos or Rockies, Nuggets or Avalanche, they got you covered. Great, great little Nuggets um, uh, article that just dropped on Rocky Mountain Sports Network just here, just here uh, uh, recently. So uh, that being said, also our sponsor Willow Seasonings and Blends. I know it's Christmas time and it's a little late to get it underneath the the uh, Christmas tree now, but I'm telling you, one of the greatest gifts is seasonings and sauces from willowseasonings.com head on over to willowseasonings.com type in promo code dbr2023 imagine that's only going to be utilized for a few more days guys so that saves you 15 percent off and helps out a family in need by donating a dollar every time you use that code guys willowseasonings.com is a colorado sauces and seasonings company veteran owned they're a denver bronco loving company and what uh fantastic ownership over there you can find them all around the uh the rocky mountain front uh but don't forget you can also go to willowseasonings.com and don't forget dbr 2023 um guys i want to thank every single one of you that came in the chat and i know i i missed some of you and we didn't even get to every single comment um one of the ones that uh jumps out in my mind as I was reading as um, Adam and Kayla. Thank you guys so much for jumping in here. But we had Jeremy, we had Roger, we had Pearl, we had uh, Clayton that came in here early. Uh, of course, we had Kurt Valente. Um, we had um, a couple of your friends, which I know they came Al- in on Facebook. Prince Frederick, Maryland, our hospital, like my coworkers listening in tonight. Love you guys. Once again, yeah, Merry absolutely. Christmas to them as well. Working tonight and taking care of everybody in the healthcare uh, world. So thank you, nurses and staff, for what you all do. Yeah, talk about uh, gifts to every single one of us. Those that are are are, are you know working hard, um, especially on over the holidays like this, and uh, some of the things that they have to deal with uh, during the holidays. Uh, thank you. Uh, all of our healthcare staff that uh, take care of us every single day. Uh, Graham jumped in here. If I didn't say that, uh, TJ Frederick came in here. Um, boy, Michael Ronquillo, if I didn't mention your name, Ernie Mays, like I said, just goes on and on and on guys. You guys have been fantastic supporters of the Denver Bronco roundup. Just a quick spiel real quick. Of course, you can always catch us post game. Like you're getting right now. We do a pregame show on Friday nights, usually 6.45, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Make sure you're checking that out as well. Lastly, our OG, our original show, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time again. Guys, if you don't know, we're on Spotify now, so take us with you that way. We're on Apple Podcasts. Take us with you that way as well. Make sure you're on YouTube. That's our premier destination for you to catch us if you're catching us live. We appreciate that. Go over there, like, share, and subscribe on that. Of course, Facebook as well. You can catch us on on Twix, as uh, as I said earlier, and uh, Graham's giving me the uh, the laugh on that one as well. Uh, but that being said, guys, we appreciate your support so very much. I'm hoping that you guys all have a fantastic Christmas because really, you guys are the gift to us, the guys. Because we, you guys just keep on giving and giving and giving. You guys have been fantastic supporters, and we can't thank you enough. So. Merry Christmas to every single one of you guys. Get out of here with our regular way, guys. Uh, our regular way, guys. I think I said that right the first time even. That being said, <laughs> go ahead. 
keep your boots in your stirrups. Keep your uh, guns in your holsters. Keep the Broncos in your hearts. Have a Merry Christmas. And until we see you next time, guys, have a great night. Goodbye. Thank you.